0: This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to an all new episode of the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast with yours truly exclusively on russo'sbrand.com with Channel Attitude. Uh, Today we have an interesting episode for you guys. We have got an update with all things Taylor. We've got, um, for all of my wrestling fans out there, we have a wrestling calendar update for the month of October. All of the crazy fun stuff. And I actually do think it's pretty nicely spread out for you um, throughout the month. We also have a brand new Q&A as promised on Twitter and let's see what else is on the docket for today. We've got a brand new Hollywood News update, a new hit or miss, and of course some motivation to carry through the week. We may even throw in uh, some more lists concerning um, anime and blockbuster flops that ultimately became like huge massive streaming successes. So without further ado let's dive right on into the latest episode of the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast. We are doing things a little differently today. I wanted to, I'm very old school, so I wanted to try out how I felt about typing my notes for the day instead of, um, instead of writing them out like I normally do because my hand was kind of bothering me today. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. Um, this will be interesting. I kind of wanted like one of those little, uh, not Titan Tron. What is that called? Um, oh my gosh, Taylor, learn how to think. (laughs) I don't know. They had one at Ring of Honor when myself and Veda Scott would do like the ROH recaps and updates. Um, and that was really, really cool. So I kind of really want one of those. I found them on Amazon and then I need a new mic. Uh, I asked you guys for suggestions and you guys have been holding out on me. So all my tech savvy fans out there, please let me know. All right. So, uh, hand progress is on the date today. So guys, I, uh, Look. <laughs> um uh, that l- this week is the first time I've been able to do that for like ever. I am so excited. It's um I was like, so excited to be able to do that. Uh, You guys have no idea. That may not seem like a big deal. But for me, it was because you know, ever since that injury where I severed my nerve, I had to like reteach myself how to write. Um, I had to do all kinds of different things. And I honestly cannot believe that I was able to wrestle an entire match and win a belt against Santana Garrett, while still going on this journey of, you know, Not necessarily self-discovery, but discovering my own fortitude as a person um, and, you know, overcoming, you know, severing a nerve in my hand and having to relearn how to do all of these things that we probably all take for granted on a daily basis. You know, like writing, um, doing my own hair and makeup, tying my shoes like I could not even put my hair in a ponytail. Um, and I couldn't do this. I couldn't do this. Um, I couldn't do this. Like it's been a long process and now I can, now I can do this, which is so cool. I am so excited. I know that just does not seem like, you know, a thing, but for me it is like, that's been my life so far for a little over a year now is, you know, I still don't have like full sensation yet. Um, but I don't know, it's little goals that keep you going so that you can achieve those big goals. So I was really, really excited about that. Next up on the docket for the podcast is I have less than 10 8x10 mystery grabs left. In case you missed last week's episode or when I talked about it in my vlog on my YouTube channel, I did something that I called an 8x10 mystery grab. So basically for $30 through my PayPal, you get several signed and personalized 8x10s. You get um, free shipping around the globe, and you also get two other very key things. You get to potentially get a free uh, limited edition Taylor Hendrick shirt which is not available on Pro Wrestling Tees. It is only available at Lucha Patron shows and through me personally. And I will also do- donate to a charity of your choosing from my list, including things like the Progeria Research Foundation, Toys for Tots. Um, we've got the OG of Amazing Awesomeness, which is St. Jude's Hospital, the Wounded Warriors Project, the ASPCA, and more. So definitely check out my 8x10 Mystery Grabs. You get several 8x10s, most likely a t-shirt, you get entered into a raffle for a free brand new 8x10, as well as a t-shirt, and I donate to a charity of your choice, all for $30. What you're going to want to do is in the family and friends option on PayPal, PayPal $30 to taylorhendrix at yahoo.com. In the notes section, you're going to want your full name, your full shipping address, who you want the 8x10 signed to, your potential shirt size, and of course, your charity of choice from the list, which is again, the Progeria Research Foundation. St. Jude's Hospital, Toys for Tots, the Wounded Warriors Project, or the ASPCA. Moving right along, we have got Cameos. I am back officially with Cameo, and every Cameo you order helps me donate to various charities, all of the same exact charities that I just said um, for my Ape of Ten Mystery Grab. I also donate to them through my Cameo, and Toys for Tots is officially back in the running now that we're getting into the holiday season. So Cameo.com slash Taylor Hendricks. Get a personalized message from me for you. I have five stars. Uh, you will not find a better deal on Cameo. I think it's like $12 and I donate to charity and I, get, I give you a minimum of two plus minutes or more. All right, your wrestling calendar. For all of my wrestling fans out there, we have a pretty kick-ass calendar this month. I'm actually pretty stoked about it. So first up on the docket, and I might be a little biased, but it's also the first one happening uh, this month. So it's Lucha Patrons Up in Flames. They are returning to Petaluma, California, live on October 14th. You can find tickets on sale with luchapatron.com tickets. You've got myself, you've got Super Next Hernandez, Ricky Mandel, Samurai Del Sol, Drago. um, Uh, Big fonts and so many more. Next up, uh, later on in the month, is OVW's No Rest for the Wicked. This pay-per-view will be available in person at the Davis Arena, as well as on Fight TV. For tickets and more information, you can go to ovwrestling.com. Next up to round out the wicked spooky month of October is NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. NWA sponsors their next pay-per-view which is Salin. salen is happening live on October 28th from I believe Cleveland, Ohio. Tickets are on sale now. And if you can't make it to Cleveland, that is okay because they are also on Fight TV. Uh for more information including tickets, you're going to want to go to NWA T-I-X.com. Tix.com. Now we're going to head into a brand new Q&A. I love doing these with you guys. So if you guys want to keep them up, here's what you're going, going to want to do. And I will try to talk like a normal person. Here we go. (laughs) Uh, to get in on all the fun that is Q and A's with Taylor Hendricks, here's what you're going to want to do. You will get featured on this podcast, Talks with Taylor Hendricks with myself on Versosbrand.com. You will also get your chance to be featured on my YouTube channel, All Things Taylor, for things like Q and A Wednesdays, or if I can't publish it on a Wednesday, it's weekly Q and A's with Taylor Hendricks. You're going to want to head on over to my YouTube channel. The link's on one of the sides here. You're going to hit the subscribe button, scroll down to the latest Q and A video, hit the... Thumbs up, and then you're going to comment your question in the comments below that video for your chance to be featured on both my YouTube channel. And this podcast. All right, here we go. We, looks like we've got one, two, three, eleven new questions this week. Here we go. Uh, first question up on the docket for Q and A's with Taylor Hendricks is this: Which former opponents would you happily wrestle again? Uh, how much time do you have? Because I was actually pretty darn lucky. I wrestled a lot of amazing people. Um, so let's see. I would definitely welcome the opportunity to wrestle Victoria again. I absolutely adore Lisa Marie Varon. I would definitely welcome the opportunity to wrestle Mickey James again. You know, I would have loved to. That whole story between her and I is just so amazing. It really solidified for me what type of woman she is outside of the ring as well as in the ring, so I will never forget that experience. I'm sorry if I keep messing with my bangs. They are new. Uh, It's less than a week, so I'm still not used to it. Uh, Let's see. I would definitely welcome the chance to wrestle Santana Garrett again, Mandy Leon, uh, Velvet Sky. Um, Let me see here. Kelly Klein. Um, Sumi Sakai. Let's see. Casey Catal. Um, oh, uh, Katie Lee Burchell. I've wrestled her quite a few times. Love her. Uh, I would welcome, oh gosh, awesome Kong. Um, let me see here. Giselle Shaw uh, Twisted Sisters, um, let me see, yeah, the list just goes on and on, I don't think we have enough time, uh, <laughs> the next question up is, uh, that number two is, are there any opponents that you would refuse to wrestle again? Uh, yes, uh, I do have a short list of people that I will say are quote, a hard pass, if you know, you know, um, <laughs> I will not say their names, but they know who they are, and don't worry, they'll be in the book, uh, question number three did you see edge debut for aew uh spoiler alert and no i did not i've had my hands full um i had a family emergency and so right now i am actually taking care of one of my family members right now so i have not really had any time as of uh the last like two 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 and a half weeks for any sort of television Ah, uh, the next question is thoughts on the WWE merger with Endeavor Group. Okay, I. What's really funny about this question is I actually wrote a lengthy piece, um, actually like cataloging the different things that I think are worth noting about this merger, and I did that for Fightful.com. So that article, uh, that article should be coming out soon, um, at least in theory. I would assume so. And I think, I I think many things. Number one, I think as an investor, this is probably really good for you. Um, Number two, I also think this broadens the horizons for the WWE because of Endeavor Group's they kind of transcend sports entertainment. They have so many connections with, uh, you know, like the music industry, with acting. They represent so many different people. There's so many different avenues that they can cash in on those connections for the WWE as a whole, as well as the superstars, which could also give them more longevity in their careers, which is a win-win because sometimes you, you're not really in control of when that career ends. You know, you're always one match away from a career ending injury or something that could end your life. You know, you just don't know, you know, there's chemistry, there's, you know, timing, there's all these different things. Every time you set foot in the ring with someone, you are putting your life on the line. That may sound dramatic, but it's the truth. Uh, You know, life-threatening, career-threatening injuries happen. Also, bad storylines can ruin a career. Um, You know, just tainted associations, you know, whether warranted or not. There's so many different things that are out of your control in many different industries industries like sports entertainment with the wwe um another thing i think is they have a really great production uh quality format which would be amazing for wwe programming as well as the superstars because it gives them an even more polished package on top of already what they already have with the wwe which is excellent whenever there are people that want to put you in your best light that's that's a good team I also think that this brings more revenue to the WWE as well as to Endeavor Group. So there's so many different things that are involved here. Now on this podcast, we did predict that come quarter four, there would be cuts. And that's exactly what we saw. And I'm predicting now, since we were already right about the last one, I'm predicting there are going to be more cuts before the holidays. Now that, you know, Endeavor Group and the merger is official, they are now TKO group holdings on the New York Stock Exchange. Um, and they're, now that they're going to start getting lay of the land so to speak you're going to be seeing some more of those layoffs both behind the scenes and from talent you know it's unfortunate but that's kind of what happens and i do want to note that there is a major difference between a sale and a merger i hear a lot of people saying sale but this isn't a sale it's a merger if it was a sale it, it just certain things would be different okay but i think this is great for investors i think this is really great for endeavor group and i also think this was great for vince mcmahon but it is also very emotional you know he built a lot of what we see today even if people don't want to give him the credit for it you know he bought WWE from his father I think in what was it 1982 for like a million dollars in 1982 right and now he sold it for billions he sold most of his stake in the company so this is the first time in the WWE's history since they pulled out of the territories that where Vince McMahon does not have a majority stake in the company he does still have I think roughly give or take around 19 percent um Endeavor Group has 51 percent with um Ari Emanuel at the helm and the rest is comprised of the investors for TKO group holdings. So there is a lot that goes into something like this. We can do a whole episode just on that, believe me. Um, let's see. The next question is, what are some makeup brands you like using? Oh, questions like this don't come up that often. Um, okay. I really like using Vinyl Cult Cosmetics, which is in the United States. I like using American Woman Beauty. Um, I like using Vinyl Cult Cosmetics. I like using It Cosmetics. Um, I like Widow Witch Lashes. Um, I like some stuff from Ion. Um, and a few more trickled in there. So yeah. Um, number six, the question is schools you'd recommend in wrestling. This comes up a lot. And I do have to say before I name some of them, I highly suggest, I see people do this a lot. And even I made this mistake when I was in high school, but I mean, I didn't have many options because I was still in high school. I couldn't just pick up and go. But if you're fully an adult or emancipated adult, whatever your situation is, and you can physically leave on your own without permission from a caregiver. I suggest not being a tree with roots stuck in the ground, okay? You're a human being. You can pick up and leave a situation anytime you want to. It's just a matter of how badly do you want to. And with that being said, do not pick any Joe Schmo school just because it's local to you. That could potentially give you bad habits that negatively affect your career. You'll also spend more time learning what not to do instead of what to do. Some of the stuff you will be learning and or habits that you pick up from the people there could be detrimental to your time at WWE because maybe they have to spend more time with you in developmental, reteaching things so you have their style. So it really all depends on your goals, what you want to do in this business. Um, And also too, if you're going to be spending that money and racking up your bump card, you might as well be learning what to do instead of spending such a long time learning what not to do. Um, so yeah, pick a school that has a reputation and a track record of the successes that you ultimately want to achieve, whether it's, you know, okay, you know, X amount of people from that school went to WWE and actually did something in WWE instead of just making it to WWE because there is a difference. Um, and I also say recommend schools where the trainer is somebody, you know, you want to have that rub, but you also want to be learning from someone who's credible. Anybody can learn moves. Anybody can wrestle. I know that's a controversial thing like in Ratatouille, anybody can cook, but it's true. Anybody can wrestle, not everybody can be a superstar there is a difference. It's your job to figure out what that difference is. Okay. Um, so schools I would recommend, I would highly recommend Tom Pritchard and Glenn Jacobs school. They have a lot of people going into NWA, TNA and WWE. And I mean, Tom Pritchard alone has, you know, some of the best of the who's who of wrestling superstars under his belt and his tutelage. So, I mean, of course, um, I highly recommend OVW. I learned so much from going there. That was probably the best teachings of my entire career. Um, and a lot of the situations that I was able to navigate was because of the teachings there. I also highly recommend Rip Rogers because you will learn things from him that nobody else has the guts to teach you. Um, Let me see here. Um, I also recommend Monster Factory with Danny Cage and Melissa Sampson. Um, Let me see here. I would start there. So a better question would be like where, where you're located. Cause also there's two schools in Canada that are doing really good things. One of them being Lance Storm School and the other one off, I believe by Milan Miracle, obviously you guys know who that is. Um, So yeah, it really all depends um, where you are, but yeah, give me more specifics and I can answer more of that for you. Let's see here. Next question, number seven. What is something you feel has gotten worse, not better in wrestling? Okay, this is actually pretty easy, but there's so many different answers that I could say. Uh, One thing that I think is getting worse and not better is so many people are getting opportunities to fast. Too fast. And that may sound like I'm like a jaded old vet, but no, it's true because I spent my, I spent more than half of my life in wrestling so far. I started when I was 17. I was still in high school. I was a minor. I was legit innocent in every sense of the word when I set foot for the first time in a wrestling ring. I had no business being in this business. Um, still to this day, I think that. um, And I think when you take the time to really hone and earn your spots and stuff, you you get a sense of gratitude that you don't have when and in, in, you get a sense of value that you don't really have when something's just given, 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 given. Think of people that are takers. They take, 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 and they use, 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 but they don't really appreciate it, as opposed to when you work really hard for something and buy it on your own, for example. I guess that would be like a regular person, way to describe what I see happening in wrestling. I see so many people getting opportunities too fast, too soon. They get a big head too fast. It doesn't match where they are. And then they they end up like feeling like they're stuck in the mud, like a, like a car that's stuck in the mud and the tires are just turning, 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 and they're getting dirty And they're not going anywhere and they don't understand why. And, you know, you see these stars get so bright so fast and then they fizzle out just as fast and they have no idea, did not see it coming. I've spoken to quite a few people that I've been helping mentor recently. And no, I'm not going to say who they are. It's private. And I, I see this happening to them and they don't understand it. They don't see how they're getting used. They don't see... What's going on? They're losing the art of it and the slow ascent, the slow build into your fullest potential. Now, obviously, I don't think that you should be going to every Joe Schmo show, right? You know. Quality over quantity, even when you're younger in the business, don't be afraid to cut your teeth on some smaller, less than savory shows, you know what I'm saying? But don't make that your entire life. You have to build yourself somewhere, obviously. You have to have a certain amount of integrity and a moral compass, but I just see so many people fizzling out far before their time. And you see these people that have big heads, like, uh, for example, there was somebody that was on social media. They, they, they haven't even been in wrestling for not even four months, and they're already asking over $300 per booking. Like, that may not sound like a lot of money to some people, but for people that have been in wrestling for a while, and they see somebody that's like three and a half months in or something like that, uh, it's like less than four months in, like they're barely the four month mark. And they're talking about charging $300 and getting mad at bookers and stuff like blatantly on social media. It's It's so crazy because like, I remember the first time I got paid more than $15, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying that people should be paid less. I'm just saying you have to be paid. This is a business. So you have to charge a rate that you know you're going to make the promoter and booker that much or more. Because if not, then they're 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 losing money on you, and that's a bad investment. And if if a booker makes too many bad investments on too many shows, eventually they go out of business, and then the wrestlers don't realize that that's a they are a part of that problem, resulting in less opportunity less, um, you know, potential to be paid, to build your resume, to learn, so forth and so on. And if we keep having more really good places go out of business because they're just getting, you know, milked for all of their money, you know, eventually there's no business. You need fans and you also need places for the fans to go to see you. Um, So yeah, it's a very interesting problem, I think, where people are just losing the art of wrestling as a whole, you know, they're not being taught the art and they're not being taught the etiquette and they're not especially being taught business. Um, and if you're going to pay thousands of dollars for training, I really feel like that should be something that is stressed, but is not. Oh my God. I'm so not used to these banks. Okay. (laughs) Um, next question. What are some TV shows that you enjoy? All right. Well, obviously Archer. Um, I also really enjoy, uh, The Good Doctor, Virgin River, uh, The Big Bang Theory, um, The Flight Attendant. Don't know what that was. Um, uh, The the Great North, um, Family Guy, Bob's Burgers. Um, I like animated stuff, (laughs) obviously. Uh, Supernatural, um, friends, and a lot more, a lot more. I just don't really have time for it. But yeah. What was a goal of yours that didn't pan out, but you were still proud of? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I actually had the opportunity where I actually heard back from the casting people that were in charge of the show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I thought that was really cool. I got to actually speak to Um, at least one casting person. And I was uh, actually forwarded to the next level for casting. Um, Yeah. And it didn't end up panning out. But the fact that I got so far was so cool because so many people that were Taylor fans were actually like making fun of me, telling me that I should like just stick to wrestling and stuff like that. But yet they couldn't see my potential but actual casting people in Hollywood and for Marvel saw my potential. So to me, that that spoke volumes. Um, and that was while I was still at ROH. Um, so I was extremely proud of that, even though it didn't pan out. There's no, you know, the show has uh, since, you know, run its course and everything. But I was still really proud of that. I really wanted to be like Madam Hydra. And that's what I influenced my, my gimmick in later years was to be like the Madam Hydra of pro wrestling. And I was really inspired by that on top of several other pop culture um uh, things that I took inspirations from so to me that was a goal that didn't pan out but I got so much farther than people realize and to me that was absolutely amazing I am so proud of that and no one can take that away from me so yeah I am super proud of that even though it didn't pan out um another question what is something outside of wrestling that you're doing now I am a voiceover actress. I actually have done several voiceovers for commercials. Uh, So yeah, I'm really excited about that. It's super fun. I love it. It gives me, it's something I'm passionate about. It's fun for me. And I, I just, I love it. I love the freedom and I love the creativity and the acting involved. To me, it's just a great time. And I feel, I don't know, I think it may be corny to say, but I feel really blessed to see my career going in so many different directions that you know, I don't know. It's just really cool to honor the little girl that I used to be by becoming the adult that she always needed. Uh, To me, that's just the amazing. Something keeps flying on me. It's weird. Um, and the last question, someone asked me, what is something that brings me joy? All right. Uh, something that brings me joy on a regular basis is getting to make my husband a meal that him and I get to sit down and eat together, um, that we both just enjoy. And it's such a, a wonderful bonding experience, knowing that I put this meal on the table, uh, for him and I to enjoy and honor each other with uh, I don't know that just brings me joy getting to nourish you know the the marriage getting to nourish our bodies and our minds and our souls by sitting down to eat this homemade meal together I don't know that's just something that brings me immense joy I, I don't know there's just something about it uh just yeah All right, everyone. (laughs) And now we're going to head into a brand new Hollywood news update. And before we do, uh, just a reminder: if you want to join in in all the fun that is Q and A's with Taylor Hendricks, what you're going to want to do is head on over to my YouTube channel. Hello everyone and thank you so much for sticking with me as we had to rush out into the the previous break on this episode and hence the new outfit and my very special guest Sally Sausage. Um, As you guys may or may not know I am basically like a home health aid of sorts right now to a family member who had just a horrendous accident so I am helping out and unfortunately um, I had to quickly rush off of uh, the episode so we are going ahead right now and finishing after a very long night yes it was Uh, So we left off where we were going to start a brand new Hollywood news update. So here we go. Let's dive right on in. And once again, I really, really appreciate everyone's patience here. I am also trying something new with these episodes with using my laptop. I saw some people on podcasts doing this. So um, I thought maybe this would be a lot easier than me, you know, with my bad hand, take my good hand, um, battling, you know, with, you know, written notes. So here we go. We might keep it. We might not. I don't know. We'll try it. We'll figure it out. Alright, so if you are interested in all things Hollywood with, you know, pop culture, what's going on in the domestic box office, uh different Hollywood rumors and comic books, uh video games and so much more, then this update is for you. Here we go. <clears throat> okay, so I like to in case you guys have not figured that out yet, I like to kind of, you know, skim different podcasts, see what's going on, what are some trending topics, what are some themes that people are going with. And one of the ones I Listen to is called Big Name Bitches. So I know that sounds really weird, like bringing that big female energy, but I actually promise you it's not even really about that. It's actually featured uh, with Christy Carlson Romano, who is one of like the OG of amazing um, Disney stars from back in the day with us millennials growing up. She was in, you know, Even Stevens, Cadet Kelly, um, and so much more. Um, for, for those of you that are super duper fans, she was also the voice of Kim Possible, which I would totally love to play in a live action film. Let's let's be real. So, uh, Big Name Bitches, the podcast with Christy Carlson Romano of Even Stevens recently featured Annalise Vanderpoel, uh, who in case you may not know, was one of the stars of That's So Raven on the Disney channel. And they go behind the scenes discussing what was going on backstage. Hey, look, there's one of my kitties. (laughs) Which one is that? Oh, that's Excalibur, everybody. Hi, you wanna say hi? Excalibur, you wanna say hi to everybody? No? Okay, we're being shy today. (laughs) Taylor's tiny house on wheels, everybody. So, okay. Basically, Annalise Vanderpoel was dishing on all of the smoking that was apparently going on behind the scenes uh, with her and Orlando Brown. Um, And apparently they would, quote, smoke their faces off in secret. And and they basically talk about this um, being like the stigma until Miley Cyrus like made it not a big deal anymore. So I guess my comments on this is now we finally know what was in the lunchbox. Moving right along, for all of my Spongebob fans out there, Spongebob has officially been renewed on Nickelodeon for a 15th season. Uh, Is anybody else shocked that they're only on season 15? Like, I totally thought that there was way more uh, seasons than this. Like, did I just fall asleep for the last 10 years? Like, I I don't know. I know I was in the wrestling bubble and didn't get to watch too much TV, but season 15 of Spongebob, that show has been going on forever. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Hi, buddy. Um, They have been officially renewed for a 15th season, and there will be at least two major stories highlighted revolving around Spongebob thinking that he has developed an allergy to Krabby Patties, and Plankton apparently gets to learn self-defense. Hi. You want to say hi to everybody? I got your fluff on the camera, but I didn't get your face. Uh, My fuzzy black cat, everybody. Um, Where did your... He had a Halloween kerchief, too. Lord. knows where that went. Next up is apparently in the United States, all U.S. phones, televisions, radios, and smart devices will apparently feature a FEMA emergency signal on October 4th um, throughout their airwaves. And this will be at 1120 a.m. PST and 220 p.m. EST. Um, There's been numerous videos across social media that have had warnings concerning this FEMA emergency alert uh the the a lot of the videos that i have been seeing have been correlating this uh you know emergency response message to population control um the footage that has been circulating on social media of body bags being discreetly um, sent out by the, like, truckloads, by the thousands to dip various cities across the United States. Um, and it's been talking about these radio frequencies and vibrations that affect the human body in different ways. Like, for example, there are some certain frequencies that are used for, you know, hearing and all these other things. Um, so they're wondering what this correlates to with different tests and why all of a sudden all these shipments of body bags um, and, you know, certain people in government talking about reducing the population. So people are starting to b- put some dots together here, and uh, yeah, they could be considered conspiracy theorists, but I I do think it's worth noting that it, it this this is actually happening on either October fourth or October eleventh. I mean, you can look that up on Google. So it'll be very interesting to see how many people actually shut off completely their phones and televisions throughout that fifteen minute time frame. I'll be very curious to see. Let me know if you've seen those videos of people discussing this on social media with those videos of the shipments of body bags and everything else. I'll be curious to see how many people have actually seen that with all the censoring that has been going on. Next up on the docket is also suspicious. Uh, Rumors are once again surfacing on the possibility that Taylor Swift may actually play the pop star X-Men character, the Dazzler. Uh, These rumors were kind of laid to rest for a while, but they have now resurfaced after Taylor Swift was seen at a game with Sean Levy, uh, Ryan Reynolds, and Hugh Jackman, who are all going to be in Deadpool 3. So there is potential that we could see the Dazzler in Deadpool three. Now, I mean, it is also also worth noting that while they were all together at the Kansas City Chiefs game, uh, I mean, it's not a secret that Taylor Swift has been friends with Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively for a while. So I don't. I don't know. Maybe this could be wishful thinking for a lot of people. But I also do think it's weird with how much stuff is actually going on in our political environment right now in the United States. And more people would rather focus on talking about the dating of Travis Kelsey and <laughs> Taylor Swift. Um, that's probably the biggest touchdown he's 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 ever had. <laughs> at this point. Uh, but it's very interesting. Do you want to see Taylor Swift play the Dazzler in Deadpool 3? I want to hear from you. Next up on the docket is Alice in Borderland. Now I have to, full disclaimer, I have never heard of this show, but I did like Squid Game. Um, and there was another show I really liked. So I am very much interested in foreign cinema. Um, so this actually does sound pretty interesting. It's, um, It's called Alice in Borderland, and it's some sort of Netflix show about this dystopian society, and it's officially been renewed for its third season on Netflix. Alice in Borderland is actually the number one most watched ever series for Netflix Japan. It's third season, been renewed. Check it out. I definitely want to check it out. I'll give it a review, and hopefully we see Squeak Game 2 very soon. Next up, and last but not least for the latest Hollywood news update, is Sony. In case you guys missed this, I missed this until doing some research for this episode. Sony apparently has officially launched its own investigation after a ransom group has claimed to have made a breach into the company's systems and processing. Uh, some suggestions are to a change your password, B pull your card, um, or C enable your, um, multi-step verifications until the matter is resolved. I have not seen any, um, additional follow-up information on this, but I'll be happy to update you guys as soon as more becomes available. All right. Sorry. I'm playing with my hands a lot today, guys, but my hand is like really bothering me today. Um, it, it's, it's very, very interesting because it's a nerve that was severed you know i don't really have much control on the nerve sensors and when they choose to um fire off basically so i could just be like super chill and also be like ah like a zinger like i don't know it's very very odd i know that, that there's a lot of progress being made however like still without full um not just full function and like, dexterity but also like full feeling um, It's almost as if um, you know when your limb falls asleep and it feels really heavy. So then you start to get up to get blood flow back in back in, but it still feels like a little bit heavy, but you can kind of feel, and there's also a little bit of pins and needles. That's what this feels like all day, every day on this part of my hand right here. It's very, very weird, and sometimes it's like sing, punch, hook. Like <laughs> I'm like, oh. Anyways, now that we've gotten out of the latest Hollywood news update, I had so many more topics, but I was like, oh my gosh, I had like 20 different topics and I thought, People don't tune into the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast just for Hollywood news updates, so we cannot not do that many. So I thought it would be fun to add more lists into the podcast. You guys seem to have a lot of fun with this. So here we go. I found a new list from IGN. I think last week or the week before, we did IGN's list of the top 25 best TV shows of all time. Now, of course, that was a top 100 list. However, we could not spend the whole podcast doing the top 100. So we did a deep dive into the top 25. And boy, was I surprised at the number one. One And I had so much fun talking with you guys about it on my YouTube channel. So definitely check it out. Now we have IGN's new list. They posted their top 15 best anime series of all time. Here we go. We're going to dive right on in. Now, I do have to say that I've only heard of a few of these. I'm not the biggest, you know, or most uh, knowledgeable anime fan i mean to me anime is kiki's delivery service like i am that outdated but i do know that there was tons of anime clubs and things like that when i was in high school and they read those books that were like back to front and stuff so i'm totally i'm I'm totally all for it i am just not very well versed in it so i definitely want to hear from you guys was this a very good like comprehensive list or you think like what are they smoking i want to hear from you guys that where this is like your thing let's go IGN's list of top 15 best anime series of all time coming in at number 15 is Black Clover. Number 14, Assassination Classroom. That sounds interesting. Coming in at number 13, Attack on Titan. I have heard of that one. Coming in at number 12, Call of the Night. Coming in at number 11, Naruto. I've heard of that one. Coming in at number 10 in the top 15 is One Piece. Coming in at number nine, Demon Slayer. Totally heard of that one. Number eight, Dragon Ball Z. So many of my students back in the day were obsessed with the Dragon Ball Z. That's really cool that it's still on the list. Coming in at number seven is Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Coming in at number six out of the top 15 best anime series of all time is Hunter x Hunter. Coming in at number five is Death Note, rounding out the top five in the top 15. I actually referenced Death Note in an ROH promo that I did hyping up my No DQ with Mandy Leon. So to me, that was really, really cool to see that on this list and to know like where it's from and stuff. And there's my cats. Well, not all of them, because you're being good, aren't you? This little guy over here, he's hiding from the camera. He's bashful. Get your fluff on the camera. Get your fluff. Um... Every time I see him, guys, I think, he's so fluffy from the the Minions. (laughs) Anyway, coming in at number four is, okay, let me try not to mess this up. Yu Yu Hakusho Ghost Files. If I massacre that, I am so sorry. (laughs) Coming in at number uh, three is Jujutsu Kaizen oh my gosh, I am so sorry to all the fans of that out there. Coming in at number two in the top 15 best anime series of all time is Gintama. And finally, the number one anime series of all time, according to IGN, in the number one position in the top 15 is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Okay, guys, I I, just full disclaimer. As soon as you say Full Metal, like I, I, I check out because it doesn't matter what's after that to me anytime someone says full metal the answer is always going to be jacket like full metal jacket all the way like i don't hear anything else this to me it'll always be full metal jacket i don't know if it's because i know so many people that have been in the military or whatever and to me that movie was a little bit scarring i don't know but yeah um tell me what you guys thought of this top 15 we got black clover assassination classroom attack on titan call of the night naruto one piece demon slayer dragon balls uh dragon 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 Ball Z, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Hunter x Hunter, Death Note, Yu Yu, Hakusho, Ghost Files, uh, Jiu-Jitsu Kaisen, Gintama, and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Moving right along for the latest episode of the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast is another list. I love doing these with you guys. So I didn't even realize that people really paid attention to this sort of thing. So I'm kind of excited about it. Um, Screen Rant listed the top 10 box office flops that became massive streaming hits. Can you guess what they are? (laughs) Let's dive right on in. Here's the top 10, starting with number 10. Coming at number 10 with the top 10 box office flops that turned into massive streaming hits is Air. Coming in at number nine, Encanto. I didn't realize that Encanto flopped at the box office. Coming in at number eight, Assassin's Creed. Coming in at number seven, The Suicide Squad. Coming in at number six of the top ten is Eternals. Coming in at number five was Edge of Tomorrow. That was actually good. Coming in at number four was Mortal Kombat 2021. Coming in at number three, The Snowman. Coming in at number two in the top 10 box office flops that became massive streaming hits is The Last Duel. And coming in at number one, rounding out the top 10 box office flops that became massive streaming hits is none other than The Nice Guys. Would you have guessed any of those? Honestly, I don't Maybe I would have guessed Eternals because I knew that there were such high hopes for that film in the box office and it didn't even compare. Um, But yeah, I didn't realize a lot of these other ones. Did you? (laughs) You guys have been so amazing this week. I sincerely appreciate it. Now we're going to head into one of the newest segments on this podcast and it's called Hit or Miss. I'm going to throw out a topic and you guys got to tell me, is this a hit or a big fat miss? So I'm talking a hit Meaning it's a swing at the bottom of the ninth World Series, smacks it over the fence, winning the whole thing kind of stuff. And this is a big, fat, strike three, swing and a miss you whiffed, you're out. (laughs) Fail! So here we go. Screen Rant brought up an eight-year-old debate on social media, and this was amongst the MCU fans concerning the merit of Hawkeye in the Avengers. So I want to hear from you. Is this going to be a hit or a miss? You tell me. Let's dive right on in. The debate is as follows. Um, Quote, is Hawkeye the strongest MCU Avenger? End quote. And they go on to uh, debate as it continues with the talking points that Clint Barton, a.k.a. Hawkeye, uh, Hawkeye, is in fact the only Avenger to be able to subdue Wanda Maximoff, who is the Scarlet Witch, a.k.a. the daughter of Magneto um Thor failed to do this as did all of the other Avengers um and kudos to him and Black Widow for keeping up with Norse gods uh gamma radiated giants and super soldiers what do you think is this a hot take is this a hit or a miss is Hawkeye actually the strongest Avenger they want to hear from you what do you think hit or miss all right, next up for Hit or Miss is James Gunn. In case you guys don't remember, James Gunn is one of the newer co-CEOs of DC Comics and DC Studios. He has taken over the helm along with um, his co-CEO, uh, Peter Saffron. Now, James Gunn has explained that the new DC Universe continuity from the DCEU. So he is distinguishing the two, okay, from the former, very complicated, here, there, everywhere, this, 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 this story arcs of the DCEU and compares it to the continuity that going forward for the DC universe. So the, um, and he's trying to make a, a distinguishing difference by saying, quote, nothing is canon until Creature Commandos next year. End quote. And then he says this to which he is labeling an upper tariff, uh to the DC universe. The franchise will then take a deeper dive with Superman Legacy, marking the first proper DC Studios movie. I want to hear from you guys. Is this a hit or a miss? Because what I got out of that is no mention of The Flash, which was a movie that came out after he was already co-CEO's with Peter Safran for DC Studios and DC Comics. Um, that And that reset the whole DC universe for them going forward. Uh, and, and since then, we've also had Blue Beetle um so and now we're also upcoming later this year i believe december 21st is it i think we've we've talked about on the podcast quite a bit is aquaman 2 the lost kingdom so what about those movies there's no mention of that he just goes he skips through all of that and just goes Nothing is canon until Creature Commandos. And then after that, we're going to do a deeper dive with Superman Legacy marking the first proper DC Studios movie. So is Blue Beetle not a proper DC Studios movie? Is The Flash not a a proper one? What about Aquaman 2? And how come we've had no hype up for Aquaman 2? Um, Is this a hit or a big fat miss? Like, or... ah. I want to hear from you guys. That one, you have to dig a little bit deeper in between the lines, but I thought that one was... We see what you're doing, James Gunn. Um, Very, very interesting. I am curious to see what he does going forward as the co-CEO. He definitely has strong opinions. Um, And with strong opinions usually comes a strong vision. So this will be very interesting. We know he has already made clear that John Cena is returning to the DC uh, Universe as Peacemaker. You also have Viola Davis uh, coming back to reprise her role as Amanda Waller. Um, And you also have the actor behind Blue Beetle reprising his role for Blue Beetle, uh, as well as a few others, but there has been no mention yet of whether or not Gal Gadot will remain as Wonder Woman. So there's a lot of very interesting things if you read between the lines on that. So I definitely want to hear from you whether or not that's a hit or a miss. Last but not least for hit or miss this week is very similar, but on the flip side with Marvel. Chris Evans recently remarked on his casting as Captain America, and he said, quote, the pros were that I'd be able to take care of my family forever. The cons were that I would become deeply, deeply unhappy with fame and loss of control. I want to hear from you. Is this a hit or a miss? Because I seem to... I wouldn't necessarily say that I get frustrated with this kind of thing. But at the same time, I am empathetic because I am a human. And I know what it's like to go after your dreams and realize it never even comes close to how you thought it was going to be as a child. Um... But at the same time, when you're an adult, there's been so many statistics that you should be able to read off of. And instead of expecting it to be different, you should probably expect the industry to be more of the same until enough people are ready to change it and have enough power over the status quo to change it. Uh, You know, big surprise, somebody, you know, isn't happy with fame from Hollywood. Um, and, And yeah, it is a big deal. You end up living in the smallest most see-through, visible, vulnerable, awe-inspiring, yet constricting fishbowl of all time. You know, for everybody to see and critique and nothing you do makes everyone happy, including yourself. You lose sight of yourself, even though you're getting the, you're being presented the opportunities of a lifetime. And then you start having these real legitimate conversations with yourself where you're like, this was my dream. This was the end goal, but it wasn't what I thought. So what I was wishing for and hoping for and dreaming for and praying for, was that really what I was asking for? Um, And a lot of times it's not. And that's why we talk about on this podcast, the daily rent for the success that you want. Like a lot of you want to be in wrestling, (laughs) but you don't really understand what it's truly like. Um, And the sacrifices that you're going to have to make now that will affect you for the rest of your life. Nobody really talks about that as much as they should. It's the same thing in Hollywood. You know, you have people like Rose McGowan telling you exactly how it is, but then you have so many people going into it expecting it to be different when it's always been that way um, and getting worse. So it's very interesting. So, is this a hit? Is this a hot take from Chris Evans? Is This a hit or a miss? I feel like maybe it's both. I don't know because I loved um, his his uh, portrayal of Captain America. He's one of my all-time favorite uh, favorites in comics. Um, I just love that that World War II era vibe, all-American. You know, I just I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, what he is saying here is so real and it's raw and it's meaningful. And I think so many people are going to miss that. So is this a hot take hit or is this a big fat swing for the fences and miss? I want to hear from you guys. All right. Now we're going to head into the last portion of the episode for today. And that is motivation, which is one of the main driving factors behind this podcast, because I think people find, you know, wisdom and motivation more palatable when you mix it in with some entertainment, because then it's less like you're learning and you, you, And you're making it fun, right? And you're far more likely to do something when it's fun, even though people really don't understand the difference between motivation and discipline. Um, You can be consistently motivated and I can be disciplined. We're not the same. And disciplined people will nine times out of 10 make it farther than consistently motivated people. Because a lot of people don't know how to motivate themselves. They constantly need that external Motivation. So what if we can use that external motivation to light that fire under us, so to speak, proverbially speaking, and create that discipline that we so need to become the best versions of ourselves that ever existed to ultimately become the adults that we needed as children. And in the bigger grand scheme of things, you know, stop and eliminate generational curses and traumas with us so that we can pass on generational wealth, health, uh, prosperity, success, positivity, and all around healthy vibes and healthy habits. You know, all of that starts with learning how to take regular motivation and make it consistent and take that consistent motivation and turn it into discipline. All right. Part of being disciplined is doing something you hate, like you love it. And eventually, it will take you places that motivation cannot. Just like consistency will take you places that motivation alone cannot. It's a stepping ladder. It's like another necessary step on the ladder of success. You got to fail to know how to win. Uh, You know, and to know how to win, you have to learn about other people's pitfalls so you can avoid those. You know, we all only have a certain amount of time on this earth at one time. So why bother making the same mistakes as everybody else if you can learn from those mistakes and avoid them, right? Why waste the time? Learn them, avoid them. Pretty simple. And that brings me to today's motivation topic. Since we're all on this journey together in the Taylor army, where we are not alone and we're all working on being positive forces of change. And it's been so amazing. Um, And we're working on just becoming, you know, the best fan base in pro wrestling and becoming the best versions of ourselves that ever existed so that we can be the change in society that we want by becoming the adults that we needed as children and breaking those generational curses and generational trauma so we can pass on all of the good Formidable things to future generations of our bloodline so that we can ultimately affect the change that we want to see for us and for them in our future. And that to me is amazing. And so, with that being said, here is today's bit Some people grow up and some people get older. They are not the same. It is your job to know the difference, okay? And it is true. Some people grow up and some people just get older they are not the same. I will repeat myself. They are not the same. I cannot tell you how many times in wrestling I saw this, but I, I consistently ignored it, you know, because people you, in your mind, you always want people to live up to this expectation that you have of them. But a lot of times they will show you who they are. You just have to watch and listen. Okay. They will show you and tell you who they are and we will still continue to fight that instinct and make them a priority when in their view, we're just an option, which is what we've been talking about over the last couple weeks. And now I want to take that further and build on something we talked about last, uh, last week and the week before from Elena Cardone, which was some people are bills and some people are investments. You got to know the difference. This is the same thing. Some people grow up and some people get older. It is in fact, your job to know the difference. Okay. And what does that mean? If you are going around the same crowd that you were around in high school and you guys are still doing the same exact things and talking about the same exact things, those people just got older. They didn't grow up, okay? You know, just because you're older doesn't mean you can't do some of the things that you enjoyed when you were younger, but life changes. You have to make decisions that help provide you opportunities for growth as a person for wisdom as a person. You know, if you, if you're around your circle and all you guys do is talk about other people, maybe that's not a circle for growth. Those are people that just got older. They didn't grow up. Okay. If you, if you tell me who the people that you're hanging around are like, I can tell you what your future is going to be. That is a common phrase for a reason, because you absorb the traits of the people that you surround yourself with the most. And you may not realize it. But you start acting like these people, you pick up the traits of these people, how they speak, how they conduct themselves, what they do, their spending habits, their health habits, their social habits, everything. Some people get older and some people grow up. They are not the same. All right. And last but not least is something that I want to leave you guys with because this was on my mind. And usually when something like this is on my mind, it means that it's something that I think somebody needs to hear. But I don't always know who that person is. Just sometimes I just have this instinct that something needs to be said. And sometimes it's spot on. So here we go. And keeping with some people grow up versus some people get older and keeping with some people are bills and some people are investments and some people would treat you like a priority while some others will treat you like an option. I want to take that one step further because I feel like there's somebody, I don't know, I just feel like I'm supposed to say this today. So here it is. This is how we're going to end the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast this week. Some people are assigned to your life to bless you and others are assigned to block you. Both will be smiling, okay? It's your job to know the difference. Now, that doesn't mean judge everybody by such a strict measure that you yourself couldn't even live up to. It just means use your own discernment, your own gut instinct. Some people are sent to your life to bless you and others are sent to block you. It is your job to know the difference. Both are going to be smiling. They're going to look the same, but just like consistency and discipline are different, just like growing up and getting older are different and just like bills and investments are different. So too are blessing and blocking, okay? Some people do not want to see you win more than they want to see themselves win. Some people are only keeping in touch with you to see what you're doing, not how you're doing, okay? It is your job to figure these things out so that you can become the adult that you needed as a kid. So you can reach your fullest potential as a human being in your goals. And so you can pass down the best of you and the best of your life's lessons to the next generation of your family, to become everything that you ever wanted to be when you were little and right now, and to the future you that doesn't even exist yet, that you're busy creating right now. Some are meant to bless you. Some are meant to block you figure it out, know the difference. All right, everyone, this has been the latest episode of the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast coming to you live every single Tuesday as part of the brand family with RussosBrand.com and Channel Attitude. Until next week.